This is the Off The Cuff Podcast with your host, Shirtless Mike. Hope you guys are having a great day. This is episode two of the podcast. And I got a really special treat for everyone today. I got a good friend of mine here hanging out at the Hearth Zone today. Uh, my buddy, Justin Shafio, who is the uh, the founder of Shafio Collection Cigars. And uh, Shafio Collection, a little bit about them. They... Um, they make their cigars and they um t- like some of the proceeds go towards uh organizations that fight human trafficking. What's up, Justin? Yeah. What's up, Mike? Thanks for having me, man. Hey, no problem, no problem. So yeah, so tell me about how you got started with um you know, how you got the idea of right. starting your own cigar line. Well, I've been smoking cigars on and off since I was eighteen, but I really got into it hard, um, probably about three years ago and I was honestly just kind of thinking about a way where I could take something that I enjoy doing like smoking a cigar I'm like you know why not use this as a tool to fight something I hate and human trafficking came to mind immediately so I was like well no one else is doing it so why not give it a shot that's honestly how it happened just on my back porch <laughs> hey, like, I mean that that's kind of yeah. how all the best ideas start you know yeah. right on the back porch and mm-hmm. all that good stuff so yeah so you get started with it how did you take the steps to to get started like what was that process like for you oh man just I heard about uh great smoke fest down south florida Mm-hmm. And, um, well, we're actually, you know, I actually first started off with me going to Paradise Cigars and talking to Brooke and Mike quite a bit. And, um, I wasn't really familiar with a lot of boutique lines until I went to Paradise Cigars. So they introduced me to a lot of great brands that I was unaware of at the time. Yeah. And I started asking them questions and then, um, then, then yeah, I just went down to the Great Smoke Fest. I had a little business card that I made. I got my LLC formed and just the very basics, you know, of starting yeah. a business. Got my licensing and I just I talked to every single manufacturer at the Smoke Fest. There's over 45 different manufacturers there, and only three of them gave me the time of day. And one of them that I really connected with was David Blanco, and he was like, "Well, you really don't know shit, but hey, I kind of like your cause, so let's do something." <laughs> That's literally how it happened. So yeah, so. so so you yeah. connected with David Blanco originally yeah. and all that, yeah. and so what was that process like for you know blending your first cigar? What was the name of the first cigar, you know, and how did that all that work? Yeah, well, as far as like the name goes, it, it's just it's it's just the name Shafio Collection Original Maduro. That was the first cigar that I got from them. It was. It was one of the Maduros that they had available. I sampled it a few times and I was really stressing hard to get something out there because I already put the logo out on social media so people knew it was a thing. Yeah. And like time was kind of of the essence. So honestly, it was the first cigar that I sampled from them and I liked it. You know, it wasn't a very heavy bodied cigar. I don't even think there's really any Lajero in it at all, but it had a nice smooth flavor. And I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's put it out there. So I put the band on it, just to my Shafio collection logo. And yeah, so I went to um, David's shop up in Clearwater, you know, saw his, saw his operation there, which was really cool. And um, that's literally how it happened. So That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah. after that happened, you know, you, you, you made the cigar, like, you know, what what's the next step that you took to... 
to really push that, you know, because we all know in the cigar industry, right. you got to do a lot of footwork. So, mm-hmm. you know, what was that like? As far as like the footwork and stuff, I mean, as far as getting the cigar out there, really, I was just using, you know, the two obvious platforms, Facebook and Instagram, right? Just to get the name out mm-hmm. there. And, um, yeah, and then, you know, after I got a little bit of traction on social media, um, I was super blessed enough to uh, um, get a gig at the 28 North Gastro Pub in Vieira. So we do monthly sip and smoke events there. It's the first Thursday of every month. And that's when I really started putting, you know, cigars in people's hands, when I started doing those events. You know, before when I, when I you know, brought it to social media, I got in like a golf course in the area of Suntry Country Club. They were actually the first customer that decided to you know check my product out, and they still buy cigars, which I'm super grateful for them. But it wasn't a whole lot of brick and mortars at all. Like it was pretty much Suntry Country Club and the wine cellar <laughs> off of Wickham Road, which they're both cool establishments. Like the wine yeah. cellar is a cool smoking establishment, you know. But um, yeah, so then I started doing the events, and that's when really you know people started becoming more aware when I started doing the sip and smoke events. So what um, organizations do you primarily work with? Is it a number of organizations? Like I know of one, um, the Florida Abolitionists, I believe, is the one that you, yeah. you know, I've seen that you work with. But is it just them exclusively uh, with, you know, with ge- when you generate mm-hmm. some of your sales, are you just sending money to them? Or is it like several different ones? And like, what's that process like? Yeah, so my wife and I are really... Um, involved with Florida abolitionists, we go to their outreach events. We were trained by them, you know, through their through their training program, just to how to you know look for signs of trafficking, who to call when it happens, you know, basically just what to do and what to look for, right? So yeah, a portion of the proceeds go to Florida abolitionists. That's our main organization we support. And um, but the the new cigar that I have now called Brothers Keeper. That's actually kind of a special cigar. Um, if you want me to get into it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So come on, keep talking. Yeah, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so Brothers Keeper is actually um, a title track off of a Sleeping Giant album. Sleeping Giant's a hardcore band from, uh, from California, and um, there's this album called Finish People. It's a great album, and my favorite track on there is called Brothers Keeper. It's really fast. It's hard. It's heavy. It's like the song that you want to max out to on bench press. Oh, you hear it at the gym. Like it's a great song. But um, a cool thing about that is um, the lead singer of the band, um, Tommy Green, and his wife Chrissy Green, started an organization called Run Against Traffic. Run Against Traffic, and hence the name. That's what they do. They raise awareness for the cause, obviously, but they also raise funds uh, for restoration and rescue efforts for victims of trafficking by running. That's what they do. Like mm. this this guy actually ran from the top of the state of Utah all the way down to the bottom of the state in just a couple weeks oh, wow. to raise awareness. Like this guy's dedicated. They're both sincere. They're amazing people. So um, all portions of, of, the, of the proceeds from the sale of those boxes, from the Brothers Keeper boxes, are going to go to run against traffic alone. Just because it's kind of special, you know. Yeah. And I was really blessed that he, you know, kind of allowed me to to use the name Brothers Keeper for the line, which was awesome. But yeah, it's cool, man. So if you're those of you who are listening, if you're an athlete, if you like cardio, <laughs> if you like to run, check yeah, basically out. the complete opposite <laughs> yeah. of me. <laughs> like now we're smoking cigars every day. We could probably take up running. <laughs> just smoking, but 
Exactly. No. It, it won't kill us. Yeah, you know? it, won't, it won't kill us. But they have a crazy story, though, man. It's 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 heartbreaking and kind of amazing, though, about this this girl um, who was being trafficked in France, I believe, reached out to Tommy and Chrissy while she was being trafficked, and that's what led them to start oh, wow. this organization. So it's really heavy. But if you go to their website, there's a video. Um, like right on the front page of Tommy telling that story. So check out Run Against Traffic. It's really, it's really powerful. It's well, cool. Now, now what's yeah. their, uh, what's the website? Um, I actually let me look it up. I think it's runagainsttraffic.com or runagainsttraffic.org. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, we're gonna look it up. And while you're looking that up, um, you know, a lot of people they, you know, you hear stories in the news about human trafficking. Like, what, what kind of stuff have you learned so far? You know. Since you've been doing this and since you've dedicated, you know, your cigar line to help fight human trafficking, like what's some things that you have personally learned, you know, just through the whole process? Well, I would say number one, just how prevalent it is, it is here, Mm. you know, it's literally in our own backyard. Like I still think a common misconception, even though it has a lot of um, attention right now, this issue does in our culture, but and by the way, it's irunagainsttraffic.com. That's the name of the website. All right, so yeah. irunagainsttraffic.com. Dot com. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty catchy title right there. It is. It really is. But, um, but yeah, I would just say just how prevalent it is here. I was surprised. You know, it's not just an international problem. Like, and it's not, it's not like, like the movie Taken all the time. That does happen, but that's more rare. Like people getting kidnapped and forced into it. A lot of the times, you know, parents will traffic their kids. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. Um, it can happen in, in a relationship between a porn agent and a porn star. It can happen between a pimp and a prostitute. It can, you know, a lot of the times little girls are being trafficked. They're in middle school and high school and they don't even know they're being trafficked because they're mm-hmm. so persuaded by their trafficker. They think they're doing favors for their boyfriend or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just gnarly. It really, really is. And the more you dig into it, but as far as kids, I think over 100,000 kids are trafficked every year just in the U.S. alone. You know, they say there's 1.5 million people just in the U.S. being trafficked right now. Oh, so wow. it's it's everywhere. But. Well, that's definitely some crazy numbers. Um, yeah. I know here in Florida, I've saw... Um, Florida's number three in the country. Yeah, they're, they're definitely working to, you know, basically make it be known publicly, um, you know, by our governor's assist, assistant lieutenant. Um, yeah. Uh, what's her name? What's her name? I just saw the article the other day. Anyway, the assistant lieutenant, she was, you know, you know, they they've been doing some press of, you know, it's def they're they're basically being outspoken with like letting people in Florida know that human trafficking is not welcome here in Florida. Like, it's not. It's gonna be absolutely. You're gonna get caught. You're gonna, you know, there's gonna be severe punishment. You know, like it's not cool. Which I think. You know, every all fifty states should be that outspoken. If you know what I mean, like exactly, because it's definitely it's definitely a huge problem. Like I knew it was a problem, but you know, just since you know the stuff that I see you post on social media and stuff like that, um, you know, I've definitely learned a little bit more. So I definitely, you know, whenever I have the chance, I can't always get to a sip and smoke event at twenty eight North Gastro Pub because I you know tend to work during the week, but. Right. Whenever right. I do have that opportunity, I like to go there and get some cigars to support the we cause really and all that because it's definitely, definitely much needed. So, 
So yeah, so tell me yeah. some more about yourself. Just uh, <laughs> you know, we've got into about the cigars and yeah. stuff, but tell me about Justin. You know, I know that you're married. You got a kid, and yep, married. Been what three years now? December thirtieth. <laughs> As of December thirtieth, already got three years in. That's awesome. Three years in. It's awesome. Um, yeah, have a little baby boy. His name's Judah. He's a year and a half. He's awesome. He's our whole world. And um, yeah, man, we were born and raised in Brevard County. This is my home. So went to school in Boca Raton, South Florida. Came right back. Worked for my uh, my parents' real estate investment company called Ramey Properties. Um, we do multifamily apartment communities. And uh, yeah, and cigars just you know obviously just a really big passion of mine. It's really cool because my wife likes it too. I have to say that. Oh yeah, my that, wife. That, that likes is it. a bonus right there because. Yeah. You know, marry I don't someone. Know, I don't know how often I see social media posts <laughs> about guys complaining about their wife complaining about how much they spend on cigars. Yeah. And, and uh, if your wife's into it, you know, yeah. then you just all you got to do She's is just buy a couple extra, yeah. you know, <laughs> and then come home and say, Hey, I got something for you, baby. <laughs> yeah, support your addiction. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I don't know that yeah. we, you know, would say that cigars are an addiction. It's just, it's, it's a very involved. I want to say addiction. That was a good Oh yeah, I know, but I'm passion. just saying, you know, it's a very involved <laughs> hobby. <Yeah. laughs> that, that, that's yeah. what, it's a passionate hobby. That's I, yeah, it. I like to say very involved or passionate hobby right. because it kind of makes that distinction of exactly of all that. So exactly. So yeah. So yeah, me and me and Justin actually, we met at my home cigar shop, um, Paradise Cigars in Rockledge, and you know he lives just up the street from there. So. You know, about how how long has it been now since you started going there? It's been quite a while now, right? It's... Going at the sorry, at the gastro pub? No, at Paradise oh, Cigars. Paradise Cigars. Oh man. Probably towards the end of two thousand fourteen, which is crazy because I know they've been there since like two thousand ten. Yeah. And I've it's they were literally right in my own backyard and I just never even knew they were there up until then i don't know how but you know but then again i wasn't really as crazy about cigars as i am now you know? yeah i would just see you like so, every once in a while yeah. we got to connect and it was like hey yeah. we're about the same age cool cat yeah so it's it's always know, nice man. to connect i just always see your shirtless mike pokes i'm like who is this guy man? <laughs> i gotta hang out with this guy like it's shirtless <laughs> mike <laughs> although mike, right yeah. now the weather is um is a little little cool it's like in the 60s today so yeah. i'm definitely not going shirtless today mm -hmm. so but yeah today is the the day of the super bowl and so who are you going for in the super bowl tonight man? i don't have a preference i'm just glad the patriots are i think <laughs> i think i think that mostly is a brook is glad that the brook. patriots yeah. aren't aren't gonna be in the super bowl I'm telling you I personally, I'm gonna go for um, I'm gonna go for the 49ers because Brooke, you know, because Brooke, yeah. you know, Brooke, that's his team. Yeah. You know, he's a good friend, so I like to I like to uh, support that and just me and my dad actually got a bet. He's gonna be down coming down like March 20th. Like we're not betting right. money though. So if the 49ers win, he's got to buy me a Hershey bar. Oh, shit, yeah. And then if uh, if the <laughs> if the Kansas City wins, I got to buy him a a, a Snickers bar. So nice. That nice. was his fiance that came up with that idea because I called him up giving Hershey's him shit the other night. 
because he was going to go for, for Kansas City. I was like, what are you doing? You're on the West Coast. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, well, they're the Seahawks rivals, so he's not going to go for them. And I was like, whatever. Hershey's <laughs> and so Hershey's is your favorite candy bar, huh? Yeah, Hershey's. Hershey's yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan go. of certain candy bars. They're just like pure chocolate. Ah. You know, so. Okay. I respect that. Yes, yeah, so I, I was like Hershey bar. I'm not a fan yeah. of Snickers. I don't like all the extraness. Gotcha. Call me weird if you want. I don't care. That's all right. That's <laughs> all right. I'm a, I'm a Twix fan myself. But yeah, I mean I've had Twix. It's not too bad. It's not the worst. I would definitely yeah. probably take a Twix over a Snickers. Yeah, I would too. I would too. So like, yeah, what's man. your palate? Like, you know, I, I know you know if a cigar is way too strong, not refined enough. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Not. So like on a daily basis, like you know, whenever you have that opportunity to, you know, after a long hard day at work, you know, you got your son in bed, like what are you smoking, like, and just like on a daily basis. What am I smoking on a daily basis? You know, we'll say it sucks because it's no longer company, I guess, but I really like Ortega cigars. Ortega. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, Eddie Series Ortega. Series D. Oh, yeah. That was the best cigar, Robusto, man, I've I mean, ever if you had. still got some, hang on to them and just let them hang age for a while. Hang on to them, man. And <laughs> break, them out, break them out as, you know, maybe like yeah. once a year. That Series D, Robusto, man, that, that was something special. It really was. I think there's still a few available on the market. I mean, just like but, with any cigar that's like, you know, not available anymore, you can, yeah. you know, people stash them away. And you can, you know, you can probably find about anything that you want. Yeah, not for sure. And that was something Brooke introduced me to, was Ortega. Oh, really yeah. have to Same me. here. Yeah. I think he really introduced me to a lot of quality stuff that gets kind of, you know, shoveled under the rug, so to speak. You know? But, yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, so, so you like Ortega? Like, what else are you into smoking? Yeah, like, other than your own cigar. Other than my own cigar. Obviously, I'm a big Cordoba Morales fan. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, if you don't know who that is, I'm pretty sure that Paradise is the only shop in Florida that carries Cordoba. Yeah, because they're, you know, they're good friends and they just, yeah. you know. But there's other shops like around like Florida that carry yeah. Cordoba Morales. You know, yeah. I know Corona's does. And, yeah. And uh, Z. You know Jeff? Jeff from Corona. I guess him and Z are working on a blend together. Well, they've already released oh, that. Already yeah, released it's the it? okay. Finca. It's the I haven't Finca. tried it yet. And it's with uh, it's made with uh, Florida sun grown tobacco. Right, right. It's Jeff's baby. I know. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. So. What about you? What are you smoking lately? I know you smoke just about everything. Yeah, I smoke. <laughs> I, I smoke just about everything. Um, Paradise cigars. They came out with you know their house blend. They got a which is know, a, great a Maduro, one. and they got yep. a Habano. Yep. Although, I mean, I'm gonna tell the story. I seen you post of. You know, you smoke the Maduro. This is where Mike's going like, to make fun so, of me. This is so strong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is so strong. Oh, my God. It's too strong for me. But well, on the retro, basically just burn my nose hairs. <laughs> I mean, off. no worrying about having to trim your nose hairs. <laughs> yeah, burn. Exactly. Just smoke one of those. You'll be good. <laughs> God. Definitely. Yeah, so I like, I like their house blend. Um, Z makes a cigar. It's not even named. It's just like a. It's my everyday cigar. I buy a bundle of twenty five for like thirty five bucks. Yeah. And that's like my everyday cigar. And then um, I love Steve Saka's cigars. Yeah. You know he makes a good cigar. Yeah. You know I'm into that. And uh, 
shoot, I like I like some of everything. Of course, Cordoba Morales. Um, I like Espinosa cigars. I love Roma Craft. I love uh, my father's cigars. I love um, uh, Palstania. Yeah. Shouts out my boy Mike Stabunkovich. Yeah, that's how you pronounce his name. I know he's got a weird <laughs> Polak name, but yeah. you know I've learned how to pronounce it, so I'm good to go. <laughs> and you know he has his Palstania line. You know the the Wolf's Tech, aka War Bear. Yeah. He has that um, Fable is a, I don't get to smoke enough of Fable, but I do like right. Fable. Um, I actually don't even know if I've tried Fable yet. If, if you've probably seen I it, it's, it's got like a white band with like um, like a black uh, like triangle type thing or whatever. Right, right. And uh, yeah, Mike he actually he distributes them, so nice. that's why they call him the Cigar Hustler. He has his own brand, his own shop. Plus, right. he distributes a few other people's cigars. Right. He also um, distributes um, Esteban Desla. I think that's his last name. Desla. Yeah, he, he you know he he works with Roma Craft. Like he doesn't. Right. He's not. He does. A lot of people won't know that that face, but his cigar called Guamaro mm-hmm. is one cigar that is uh, distributed by Mike Stabunkovich, You know. A cigar hustler, so nice. You ever had Sinistro? What's that? Sinistro. Sinistro. I've heard the name. Sinistro? I haven't smoked. They're they're smaller. They're, they're they're a boutique blend, but I just heard of them last year through uh, Bravada. Mm. You know Bravada Cigar, the, yeah. the subscription service. Yeah. They, he he really promotes them, but I've had their the last Cowboy blend. That's a good blend you need to check out. Just mm. throwing that. Definitely, definitely. So, what else is uh, on the pipeline for for Shafio Collection cigars? Um, you know, tell me about each each particular blend that you, you know you've talked about. Brothers Keeper talked about the Maduro. Um, you also got a Connecticut out as well. Yeah, so I was really pumped about the Connecticut mainly because of you and Boston Jimmy with the Stogie Press. You know? Oh yeah, and what did uh, he rate that again? It was a whopping ninety. Ninety-three on the Stogie Press yeah. scale, but now that'll be just on the border of you know because he actually raised the point system up or whatever. So instead of starting at a ninety-six, he now starts at a ninety-seven. Right. So like a ninety-three would just you know it's a pretty de- it's still a pretty decent score, but yeah, you did not make it into the eighties. So hey. I mean that's a pretty darn good score right there. Yeah, I mean I was I was really really happy about that, and uh, you know especially. Coming from you guys, I mean, you guys are so passionate about the industry, and you guys are just have a depth of knowledge. So it was really, really cool that you guys picked that up. Oh sure. yeah, definitely. I'm I'm still learning a lot myself. You know, I've been yeah. into cigars for like 12 years ish, yeah. give or take. You know, but really the past yeah. five or six years is kind of like when it became like that everyday thing. So I yeah. definitely learned a lot from Boston Jimmy, and definitely enjoy. Uh, sure. Being a part of Stogie Press, so. oh, that's awesome, man. They're pumping out articles like crazy, and they're great. Keep doing it. Oh yeah. So, so, yeah. so what's your favorite shirtless Mike article <laughs> that I came out with? I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Shirtless Mike article. Um, let me think. You put out quite a few now. I got like twenty something articles out. I think. <laughs> yeah, you have. I'm trying to think. Um. I like the cigars and hip hop one. 
<laughs> collaboration was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Which I think there's some truth to that, you know? Yeah. I mean, you that know? could be the case for, you know, any it type can. of genre a- Any music. genre, for sure. That was cool. Um, I thought the last one that you did about the, uh, the top 25... The list or the end of the year list. Oh yeah, the, the one really, that I wrote about the yeah, top eleven cigars top that you should be paying attention right, to. Right. Most talked about that you should pay attention to. Right. Yeah, I, it's it's good that you can kind of use the list to your advantage and just to explore obviously new blends that you haven't tried. But it's kind of cool to see how you know how how they rate them and the competition behind it. You know, so I thought that was pretty cool. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what? What other social media outlets, like as far as like cigar media, do you like to follow besides Stogie Press? Besides, I, oh man, I follow quite a few pages on Instagram. I'll look at a few right now. But obviously, Cigar Snob, definitely follow them. Cigar Journal. Um, and by the way, with Cigar Journal, no, I'm sorry, that's Cigar Snob. Um, what was his name? Charlie from Paradise Cigars. Oh, Charlie. Charlie, uh, from, Charlie uh, Lopez. Yeah. He, what was the name of their line again that they had? I heard they're yeah, not Yabo making cigars. Yeah, Yabo Cigars. Yeah. They're not making them anymore, though, I heard. I don't know what the story is. So, like, since we're on the podcast, I'm not going to spread any rumors. I really don't know what the yeah. story is. They're still making cigars. Right. Um, the but family is. But I don't really know what the whole issue is. But, yeah. Just you know, I don't. I'm not gonna speak on something I don't know about. So right, 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 right. That's so yeah, you like cigar snob? Yeah, cigar snob's pretty dope. It's actually, I was in Miami, uh, yeah, for my 29th birthday, and a friend of mine, TK from uh, from um, Stogie TV, he took me and my friend John on a on a little tour of um, of Cayocho, little Havana. And uh, I actually ran into the editor of, or the owner of uh, Cigar Snob. Nice. So it was pretty cool. Like, you never, when you go to Miami, you never know who you're going to run into. It's no, like, you don't. Like, you, you just walking down the street, like, hey, anybody. look who it is. <laughs> Everybody and anybody. And I was yeah. hanging out at Cuban Crafters, and, um, and they were saying, like, you know, at any given night, you know, like, Nesta Miranda might be in the building playing dominoes. Like, I'm sure. you know, they just, that, that's what the old school guys do. They sit around, smoke cigars, play dominoes. and Yeah, man. Get after it. I don't know. But you're going to the Great Smoke Fest here soon. Yeah, I'm going to just a couple of weeks. It's yeah. my actual birthday weekend. So, I mean, what was, you know, since you're, I, I mean, I'll talk about, I'll probably be recording, you know, some impromptu off-the-cuff shows there. I'm trying to get a few people, like Riste Rostevsky from um, JSK, nice. the guy who makes the Nug, uh, the Nug cigars. The Nug? Yeah, it's the CBD-infused cigars. Ah, have you had those yet? I haven't, but I'm definitely gonna, yeah. I'm definitely gonna weasel my way to try yeah. it, to try <laughs> one. I'm a true weasel. <laughs> Shouts out to Roma Crash. More relaxed CBD. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that—that's—that's that's what it will do. It's like yeah. it's—it's—and the thing about Nugs is um, they're not like other CBD infused cigars. They actually taste just like a normal cigar. You're not gonna get any weird aftertaste or anything like that. Right. Um, just tastes like a normal cigar. It just—you just feel the effects of 
you know, he actually... It's a good combo. Yeah, he, yeah. he actually um, had, like, you know, has, like, lab, you know, all kinds of paperwork. And, like, you know, if you, he doesn't give away his his um, his process. But the way he does it is totally legit. And, yeah. Um, yeah, he definitely puts out a good product. I haven't really had a chance to try any of his cigars yet. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. looking forward to the opportunity and hopefully get some more industry guys, you know, just the off the cuff interview. So I'm just going to give everybody their own episode. And I'm yeah. just going to be turned up on my birthday weekend. So. You should, man. As you, how old are you turning? 31. 31. 31. Yeah, I'm a little older than you, but not by much. Not by much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're about the same age, you know. So, cool, yeah. Man. I mean, we still got a little time left. We're only like 28 minutes yeah. in. You know, I try to do at least like 40 minutes. So tell me, when you went to the Great Smoke, let's kind of back it up. You know, what did you think about your that experience traveling down south to the Great Smoke? Did you stay down there the whole weekend, or did you just come back the same day? I actually came back the same day. Yeah, that's kind of what I did the first day. time. Yeah, I mean, it was it was so cool, man. I mean, you just obviously you get a variety of products there. You know, everyone out there is repping, you know, their stuff, and I just think the whole exposure to the industry as a whole in that one day is so beneficial. Especially, you know, if you're really trying to get into it, I highly recommend going. But, um, you know, it's in just talking to every manufacturer like I did. I, you know, at the time, I'm sure a lot of people were thinking, what the hell are you doing trying to get into this industry because of all the FDA paranoia that's going on right now? Yeah. Which is what, you know, a lot of people told me. And basically every manufacturer except three of them said yeah. the same thing. Like everyone's looking out for themselves right now. Yeah. Which I completely understand. I get it. You know. Hopefully with the current administration that will change. But yeah. um but yeah, other than that, just the just the level of exposure to all the companies that are there, all the products and you know, the, the dialogue that's exchanged, it's just a wealth of knowledge you you can absorb for one weekend. And, or one day rather but other than that it's a fun party oh, yeah. <laughs> right. a lot of food now did you go to any of the booths. after parties or you just I didn't go to the after parties no, no, no. Yeah, if I, I was kind of I went down there on a mission like I honestly wasn't really there to party that, that day because I was really trying to yeah. you know I, I had my mind set on, on really you know um, stepping my foot in this industry that was on the forefront of my mind when I went down there so after I met Blanca I had a couple of drinks yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, the way I felt when I went down there last year for the first time, if I would have stayed down there for the weekend, I would have went to the after parties. But by the time you're done at the actual event, you're tired. You're tired of shit. If if you have to like, if you have to drive back, so it's like you got to conserve that energy for the drive back. So yeah, this year I'm staying down there. I'm I'm gonna you know I'm gonna stay like. 20 minutes away at uh, Motel 6 in Lantana. Now, when I travel, I don't I, I like to don't spend a lot of money on on um, the accommodations because I'm not going to be in the room like that. But I've All stayed right. at that Motel 6 before, nice. so I'm going to stay there and uh, and just enjoy it. Cool. And uh, cool. so yeah, actually, uh, I do want to get into the topic cool. of uh, of you know, just how it's been with the FDA regulations starting, um, you know, as a brand new, you know, small, unknown company. 
Um, I do have to take a little bit of a quick break. I'm going to stop the recording and then continue. Okay. Because uh, i got to use the bathroom. I'm over here dancing. (laughs) So, yeah, once we come back, you know, (laughs) we're going to jump right back in. And we'll end this show off with uh, talking about, you know, how it was dealing with the FDA regulations. It's a very small boutique company. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll pick up just one moment here, people. All right, we're back from that brief bathroom break. So, yeah, it's, uh, we're sitting here having some Bacher imported uh, German beer that Justin brought by. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to continue on with this conversation here. And uh, what's the experience been like as a brand new, very small yeah. boutique cigar company? Like, you know, I know it's probably been a pain in the ass at times, but, you know, with what you can share... You know, from the process. Tell me what that's been like. Just as being a... Just starting up. Just being a startup, basically. I mean, just getting the name out has been probably the most challenging, but the most... But it's also fun at the same time, you know? It's one of those things, no one knows who you are. So, because of that, um, people have reason really not to care who you are. (laughs) But if you market your product, right, people will care. Eventually, yeah. and you spread the cause as well. I think people will care what we're doing. So it's a combination of both. You know, to be honest with you, I'm not really screwing around with trying to get you know my product in the brick and mortar shops just because what, what they say. I remember you and I talked about this not too long ago. On average, it takes about 10 to 15 times yeah. of scheduling appointments before they actually commit to bringing your product on the shelf. And it's just you know, I have a full time job. You know, mm-hmm. it's outside of this. You know, my wife's a stay-at-home mom. We don't have sales reps. We're doing everything <laughs> extremely small batch. So I'm really trying to focus more on developing um, um, a big online presence, I think, more than anything to create demand that way and to draw attention that way. So that's where I'm really focusing on. But it's it's been challenging. And honestly, I'm, I'm new to everything, not only in to the cigar industry, but just social media marketing in general, and it, you know, so it's it's fun, it's exciting, it's challenging, but you know, I want to have it any other way. I guess I'm doing it. So. Yeah. But like, has the FDA, you know, stuff, you know, you, uh, every company has to deal with. I don't even really like talking about it that much because it's like one of those things. If you talk about it a lot, it's going to happen. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's like all the regulations. I probably well, it hasn't like gotten to the point where it's like impossible yet, right? Right. But it's like at the same time, you know. So it so that hasn't really raised that much of a roadblock in their way. No, just because yet. the reality is, all these companies are, are pushing new blends every month. There's a new blend coming out, so it's like everyone. Yeah, the general consensus would be everyone should be a little paranoid, but. <laughs> Obviously, I don't think they really are because new products and new blends are coming out all the time. And it's, you know, so yeah, I think that can be a good thing. I think that shows confidence on our side. But so I'm trying not to be that paranoid at the same time. I'm not going to be naive enough to just completely ignore the reality of the situation. I need to keep tabs on it. Yeah. But, you know, I think... Yeah, because my whole thing, I was just trying to find out, you know, yeah. with what you could and what you wanted to share or whatever was, right. you know, because there was so much different talks about, <clears throat> you know, having to like register all these blends and have you know, a huge cost and, you know, so 
So for you, pretty much has it gotten to that point? It yet? has not gotten to that point yet. Okay. And I pray it never will. But you know, if it does, we'll just cross that bridge when we get there. <coughs> Hopefully, the FDA is extracted is distracted with all the you know the e-cigarette talk that's going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Like you know the the vape pens and whatnot. You know, I know people been dying from them and you know hopefully that's distracting them which is a good thing i think that should actually i i think that does warrant attention you know on their part i mean yeah you know if you were to compare health wise what's better for you a cigar or a vape pen i think most people would say that yeah. a cigar is probably more healthy <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i always tell people so, you know cigars yeah. is you know like with, with it's, anything, it's not it's not gonna be healthy but at the same time, it's, you know, you don't inhale. Yeah. And and most cigar smokers generally, I mean, me and you might smoke a little bit more than the than the average consumer or whatever. Yeah. Just because, like, that's our, like, hobby. Like, I got Cigar Life tattooed on my stomach, for God's sake. So, you're, you're you know. committed. <laughs> I'm, like, totally committed. committed. But, you know, that just on average, your average consumer, you know, is... Now, this, these are just the average, average, average numbers, but most people maybe only smoke like once a month. Mm-hmm. That's just the that's just the minimal. And then there's the people, you know, on the next tier that might smoke a couple, only a couple times a week, you know. I think so, they, I, I remember, I remember listening to, uh, oh my God, I'm having a brain fart right now. Um, the Popular Cigar Podcast. Um, <laughs> Cigar Authority. Thank you, Cigar Authority. Yeah, but they were saying like, if you look at the stats, I, I want to say there's there's about five thousand premium handmade cigar smokers per state, which is ridiculously tiny. Those are the people that only smoke premium handmade cigars, at least one cigar a day, not the gas station crap, black and milds and whatnot. There's a lot more of those people, but yeah. it's such a small demographic of people that. That really, um, it's probably a lot more than that in Florida, though. (laughs) Probably more than that in Florida. Because Florida's like a cigar cap, like it's very cigar friendly over here. Yeah. But the point is, it's like, and that's the product. And of all the products you want to regulate, like that's the one. Like, give me a freaking break, you know? And I I don't even want to go dive into the, the, you know, the the list of ingredients when you compare cigarettes to cigars. I mean, that just, that gets me fuming every time. I hate when people give me that, that, um, comparison because yeah. it's a bullshit comparison it's like you know cigarettes what's in cigarettes freaking chemicals found in rat poisoning yep. nail polish remover formaldehyde I even heard gunpowder like how can you even compare that to a cigar which is a completely all natural product exactly it doesn't make any and especially sense. like when the tobacco's out in the fields like the yeah. The pesticides that they use are all natural. It's all natural sprays. Like it's, yeah. It's, you know, of course they got to spray out there to keep the bugs from, like, destroying the, mm-hmm. the crop. But at the same time, you know, it's still, it's, it's an all natural product. And it's, even know, how they glue the cap on, it's fruit, pectin, or uh, potato paste. It's like, yeah. even that's natural. It's yeah, like, everything's even, all natural with it. I always break. tell people it's, it's gluten-free, GMO-free. It's it. <laughs> I mean, cigars are salad, okay? But part of your diet. Yeah. Cigars are salad. Yeah, so I'm not too paranoid (coughs) right now. Um, I'm just going to keep tabs on it. You know, obviously the latest thing about how the, you know, Trump administration, I guess, made it 21 years older, right? Yeah, they just passed that law. You know, now the the smoking age all across, you know, all 
I think all 50 states now is 21 and up, which kind of eliminates some demographic, but at the same time, that's just the purchase age. There's going to the be people that are over the age of 18 that, For sure. you know, that are still smoking cigars For or sure. whatever, which I don't, as long as you're, you know, following the law as far as not purchasing, I mean, I think it'll be totally fine. You I know? think it's fine. They say, too, like for our industry, you know, people who are about 30 and up are typically, you know, are, are the ones that will go. And, yeah, well, the median age, they say, like, I forgot where I heard this, but the median age of somebody first trying a cigar is age 27. So 27. that's like the okay. average median the first time, yeah. with the exception because I was like 18 when I first started smoking cigars. Same. I went. And a friend of mine was working at Smoke Rings. I don't know if you know Jordan over there at no, Smoke Danny. Rings. Huh? Oh, Danny. Yeah, well, Jordan's the other guy who works. He's been yeah. there for a long time, and and he, he he definitely helped me out. He was like, back in the day, he was like, you know, to me, like, as, as a young cigar smoker, like, he was like the dude, like, he was like the man, like, I was trying to... I was yeah. trying to be cool like him, yeah. and that, now model. it's like, now I'm on the same level as him, so, there you, you know. There you go. Probably yeah, I'm gonna use your lighter real quick because <laughs> my lighter's messed. I have to refill it, and my my bic is yeah. running out. Of so it. I don't think the 21 ordeal is that too big of a problem. But at the same time, though, I, you know, if you give the government an inch, they'll take a mile. You yeah, know what I mean, so the fact that they got this 21 rule passed. It's bad in that sense because now that they have that, it's like, oh, we have this. Where are we gonna plan next? You know. Exactly. Why don't we make it 25? You know, it's like that's well, that's, that's they're the they're instituting that. They're talking about instituting that in Hawaii. Like Hawaii, yeah. as far as the United States go, Hawaii is like one of the most antagonistic against like smoking in general, not just cigars. So right. apparently, they're like trying to institute like the smoking age starting at 25, really? which that's just like. It's crazy. That's the Gustavo. Yeah. You know, total nanny state policy. Like, you know, people don't need to be babysat. No. Not at all, man. Once you get 18, you can, you just, if you can fight for your country at 18. Yep. You go to war. Damn sure smoke they, cigar. They need to raise the, the age for everything. If that, you know, it's, just, it's all about consistency. Yeah. It is. I don't know. And it's crazy because how, if you can be 18 to vote. On these, <laughs> you know, for for your party of choice and what administration you want to see in, you know, and if, if if you're that young to vote, you're voting for these people who are implementing these policies, you know. Yeah. It's like, well, shit. Why not raise the age to vote then too? You know, exactly. clearly you don't know what you're doing. All across you know? the board, just do it all across the board, yeah. make it fair. It's but just, that's the thing. It, it makes no. It makes no sense. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so it doesn't. Anyway, so that's my two cents. I'm not worried, but inevitably you have to keep tabs on it. So we'll see where it goes. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, we're about 42 minutes in. I think that's a pretty good stopping point. We talked about, about a lot of cool stuff in this particular episode. Yeah. I figured I was, you know, I had that idea. We were just hanging out just for the sake of hanging out. But yeah, um, you know, for the spirit behind my podcast, yeah, I didn't I mean, know I was doing this today. So this was cool. Well, that's what. <laughs> like, that's that's the whole point. That's why I was threw like, me you on. Know, like, okay, cool. That, that's the whole point of my podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah. if I'm sitting here, I feel like a certain way. I'm like, you know, what? I might as well just do a podcast. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm calling it off the cuff because it's truly off the cuff. So it truly is. I off think the cuff. Uh, when I go to the Great Smoke, I'm gonna uh, do a few 
few episodes while I'm down there too. So yeah, maybe I'll get some some cool industry. Maybe get a couple people at once on the podcast. But yeah, it's it's so it's helpful that you know that it's that's portable. Like I I don't have a computer and a bunch of equipment. I just I got anchor on my cell phone and I just whip I just whip it out and we can mm-hmm. talk about whatever and create cool content and just yeah. upload it the same day and then boom it's exclusive. You know, I think it's awesome. I think you're doing a really cool thing and you need to keep it up for sure. Yep. You know, I mean this voice. is all unplanned. Yeah. So it's hey, awesome. Can't... Hey, real quick before we leave, I wanted to give a shout out to my boy Kevin at a cigar Padium. That's a that's a um, cigar page I follow on Instagram. He offers a bunch of cool, unique blends. One of them is called Regina Cigars. I don't know if you ever heard of them before, but I don't think I have Regina Cigars. But they have a cool mission behind their product. They actually um, a portion of their proceeds are going to help persecuted Christians around hmm. the world. It's called Regina Cigars. So check them out. And Kevin's a really cool guy too, man. He actually did a YouTube. Um, review of the original Maduro for Shapio collection. He picked yeah, I it think up. I saw that. So yeah, yeah, it's called Cigar Padium. So check it out. It'd be cool. All right, yeah. It's, all right. Make sure you follow them on IG, all that. So yeah. what's your social media for people wanting to follow? It's Shapio Collection Cigars. Uh, my name's kind of weird. It's Shapio. C H A F F I O T. T is silent. Yeah, Terry Maybin always says chef And I'm like, no, bro, it's, it's okay. chef My name's been butchered over the isn't years. That, so isn't I'm that used French? To it. Are you French? French, yeah. French? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got the coolest name ever. I got the last name of Holmes. It is a cool name. Like Sherlock Holmes. Hey. Come and on. what's funny, though, is, uh, you know, the adult <laughs> film star You're John Holmes. Oh, God. You know, back in the day, you know, the whatever they used to call him, the guy with the big schlong or whatever. Right. Well, my. My grandfather, my papa, my dad's dad, and then my uncle, they're both named John Holmes as well. So, Are but they real? it's not that John Holmes. Okay. Though, but. That's good. Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but was, people always got something to say about that, but it's pretty cool, you know. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to go ahead and get out of here today. And I really appreciate everybody for tuning in to this. And uh, check out Justin Shafio Collection Cigars, ShafioCollection.com. ShafioCollection.com. All right, cool. Yeah, check it out. Order something. And yeah, thanks for tuning in. This has been Off the Cuff with Shirtless Mike. And enjoy the Super Bowl, and hopefully, your team wins. Peace.